I was awakening one morning, the Lord spoke to my spirit. Mark 9, 23. That all things are possible to him who believes. Him or her. Who believes. And I said, okay, Lord. So, what about that? And he said, I want you to look at the word possible. And so I'm talking to him and and I say, okay, well, probably that word possible has been mistranslated or something. So does it really mean probable? This is just me talking to, to the Lord. You know, like when he woke me up. So I said, well, okay, so does it mean something more than possible? Does it mean probable? And he said, well, I, I want you to study that. I want you to look it up. And I said, okay. So I decided to start with that scripture and with the word possible. So as I'm looking at the word possible, then I'll go look at the word can, and then I go look at the word believe. And so the Lord is sort of taking me on this whole journey on this one particular scripture. And obviously, if he's saying, I want you to look it up, obviously, we don't take it seriously enough. So many of the scriptures, we read them, Okay. All things are possible to him who believes. Don't we do that? All things are possible. Okay, I know it's possible. Well, obviously possible isn't strong enough a word because he wouldn't be saying go look at it. So you see, when we study the scriptures, when we meditate the word, we want to get to what's underneath. We want to get to the meat of the word. We don't just want to superficially believe that we understand every single scripture that we know in our hearts. So we want to dig in and we want to get the meat and we want to get underneath. Because when we do that, new power, new revelation comes into our lives. So anyway, this scripture is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And get my Bible. So that's what we're going to study this morning. And when I started studying this scripture, what I came to realize is that God, Jesus, was trying to. Okay, first, let me back up and tell you what the story is behind the scripture. So there was this father who came to Jesus because. He had a child who was afflicted by a deaf and dumb spirit. And this deaf and dumb spirit would try to throw him in the water and try to throw him in the fire to destroy him. Now, there are things in your life that you have and you feel like the devil is coming to destroy you or to destroy a, or to destroy a mission or a vision or a dream or a plan or a purpose that God has for you. So anyway, this father came to Jesus and let me go, and we're going to read. Twenty. Mark nine. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. 
He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus. Everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up to his feet, and he stood up. Hallelujah. You all are going to have some stand-up moments in your life. (laughs) Because, see, we're going to understand what this scripture is really all about. And the point, the main point that I want to get across, or I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to get across to us, is when Jesus responded to this father, he was trying to make the father aware that there was a shift in the authority. There was a shift in the power. There was a shift that needed to happen in this father's life in his thinking. He had to shift. He had to understand who he was. He had to understand the power and authority that he had been given. So, I'm going to go through, please bear with me today, we are going to go through many translations of this scripture. Because I don't want you to think this is just me thinking this. It's very clear. It's very clear. So I'm going to first go to Rotherham's Emphasized. And many times hath it cast him both into the fire and into waters, that it might destroy him. But if anything be possible to thee. Who's he talking to there? Who's the father talking to? He's talking to Jesus. He's saying, if anything is possible to you, Jesus. Help us. Have compassion on us. And Jesus said unto him, As, now hang in here, as for this, if it be possible to thee, so he's saying, as for this thing that you're saying, if it be possible to thee, Jesus, as for this thing you're saying, so he's making him stop and think about what he's saying. He goes, as for this, if it be possible to thee, All things are possible to him who hath faith. Do you see how he's turning the table there? Do you see what he's saying? Now, is Jesus powerful? Does Jesus have authority? Yes, but what's he doing here? He's turning the tables. He's saying, be aware of where the authority lies. 
straight away, crying out, the father of the child was saying, I have faith, help my want of faith. See, Jesus understands when you're going through a struggle and it's hard to stand. Having done all, stand. He understands that, doesn't condemn that. So the father came and said, help my want of faith. And Jesus, seeing that a multitude running together, rebuked the impure spirit, saying unto it, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I give orders unto thee, come forth out of him. So Jesus said, I'm ordering you, spirit, to get out of here. We need to take this stand in our own lives. Philip's translation. Ever since he was a child, he replied, again and again, it has thrown him into the fire or into water to finish him off. <laughs> but if you can do anything, see the question? If you, Jesus, can do anything. And then Jesus, I love this, I love, see, every, every translation gives us a little bit more power. Every translation gives us a little deeper revelation because in this one it says, retorted Jesus. It says, if you can do anything, exclamation point. In other words, retorted Jesus. This is Phillips, which we don't have in our program. If you can do anything, exclamation point, with quotes around it, retorted Jesus. He was saying, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, oh sleeper. Everything is possible to the man. Everything is possible to the man or woman who believes. Then he goes on and he says to the spirit, I command you, I command you to leave. And the spirit left. I love this one. I love it, love it, love it. New American Standard. It has often thrown him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. And here, when we have the word you, it says, if you can do anything, there's a capital Y. There's a capital Y. That means Jesus. Take pity and help us. And Jesus said to him, and he repeats the question, if you, with a capital Y, if you, proper noun, right? Capital Y, pronoun referring to Jesus. So Jesus is saying, if you can, question mark, why are you saying it that way? All things are possible to him who believes. Then he commanded the spirit. So see, Jesus is saying here, it's not whether I can do it. We all know after the resurrection, it's all accomplished. But here he was giving an example to these people while he was here. It's not whether I can do it, child. It's what are you going to believe for? 
what are you going to believe about what I've come here to do? And post-resurrection, what are you going to believe about what I already did? What are you going to believe about what I already accomplished? Do you believe that death, hell, and the grave has been annihilated from having its effects in your life? Do you believe that it's your faith that helps you overcome the world? The world. The world is anything that is opposed to Christ's mission, right? The world. That's the world. Young's literal translation. Many times it cast him into the fire and into the water that it might destroy him. But if thou art able to do anything, help us having compassion. And Jesus said to him, if thou art able to believe, exclamation point, exclamation point, if thou art able to believe, all things are possible to the one that is believing. And then he talks to the spirit, and he says, spirit, dumb and deaf, I charge thee, come out. Darby. And often it cast him both into the fire and into waters that it might destroy him. But if thou canst, he's talking to Jesus, if thou canst do anything, be moved with pity on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, okay, I love this one too. It says, thee, and then in internal quotes, if thou couldst believe, if thou couldst, if thou couldst, it's in internal quotes within the quote. So he's quoting the man. If thou couldst is, if thou couldst. See what he's saying there? He's saying, is this making sense to you? He's saying, if thou couldst, quotation, that's what you just said to me about Jesus, is, in reality, if thou couldst, if you, Christy, couldst, Emma, all of you, Brian, the power and authority has been placed in you when you are a believer in Christ. We have got to get this in our spirit, saints. We have got to get this in our spirit, saints, beloved children of God, because he didn't go to the cross so that you could always be looking outside yourself. He went to the cross and was re resurrected to change you. You have the spirit of the living God when you are born again residing inside of you. Should we be saying, if thou couldst? No. No, that shouldn't even be in our thought or our language. So anyway... 
back here in Darby, he says, I command thee. Jesus said that, and the Spirit left. So you see, we need to be looking at where the authority lies and how it is employed and how we apply it in our own lives. Up here when it says the internal quotes, if thou couldst, is, if thou couldst, he is directly correcting this man in his thinking. He's directly saying, you know what? You've got some wrong thinking going on here. <coughs> and he's lovingly correcting him. Why, Cliff? And off he hath put him into the fire and into water to destroy him, but if thou mayest anything, help us and have mercy on us. And Jesus said to him, if thou mayest believe. All things are possible to a man that believeth. And then he commanded the spirit to go out. Okay, now here's my absolute favorite one. This is from Mounts's interlinear New Testament. And Jesus asked his father, the, the boy's father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, since childhood. You know what? There, you have never gone through something so long that it's irredeemable. You have a habit that you're trying to break because you don't think it glorifies God. It does not matter. It doesn't matter how long the devil has tried to attack you with an illness or an infirmity. There's victory. There's redemption. There's healing. Because God's word says it's so. So anyway, back to Mounts. Since childhood, indeed frequently, it has even cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can, okay, I really, 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 really need you to hang in here with me on this one, guys. It's a little technical. But this word can here in the Greek is D-Y-N-A-M-A-I. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, if you look, it says dunamagi. Dunamagi. And that word can, dunamai, do anything. That word can, it's to be of power, to be mighty. We're going to get more into all these definitions later. I'm just trying to lay the background of what's happening in this scripture where the power and the authority has been transferred. But here's the deal. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, the Father, if you can... Dunamai also means are able. It means are able. He's transferring the power here. This is the same word in both of these situations. All things are possible. Now that word possible is from dynatos. That means God's ability. So he's very much distinguishing between the two. But in the first one, he's saying, if you can, if you are able, 
All things are possible by God's ability, by God's power, I mean. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? (sighs) Okay. So he's transferring the power from looking outside, looking at, yes, we always focus our eyes on Jesus. Yes, we always do that, right? But we have to understand what he has implanted within us. So what he's saying here, all things are possible by God's ability for the one who has faith. The very ability, think about this, think about this, think about this. The very ability of God. The very power of God has been transferred to you when you are a believer in Jesus Christ. This is big. This is big. The very ability of God is possible to the one who has faith. His power in us. His power in us. In us. Makes us able in every situation. See, we look to ourselves a little too much. I mean, that's a natural thing to do, right? We're raised in a culture that wants you to work hard, right? And so sometimes we forget and we get our focus off. So anyway, where was I in now? Then he commanded the spirit to leave. One more. NIV, the 2011 version. It is often thrown into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us. See, Jesus is going way beyond pity here. Is he a compassionate person? Is God a compassionate God? Will he have pity on us? Will he have mercy? Yes, of course. But see, he's going beyond pity to power. He's going beyond pity to power. I'm going to prove it to you. So anyway, in NIV 2011, after it says, take pity on us and help us, Jesus has a question. If you can, like, what in the world are you talking about? If you can... Jesus said, everything is possible for one who believes. You have the power. You have the authority. You have the name of Jesus. You have the dominion. So we're going to go through these words. Jesus, through this, he's basically saying, you know what? I've already done it. I've already done it. It is not a question of what I can do. That's already been settled. That's already been settled. It's what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe in what I came to do? 
Are you going to believe in what I have accomplished in uh, in uh, you? Will you believe in me? Will you believe in me as the power of the almighty God placed in you? Placed in a broken vessel. Don't look at the brokenness. Get over it. Quit looking at the brokenness. Quit looking at the mistakes. Quit looking at the sin. Look at the power. Feel the power. Know the power. An incorruptible power. An undefeatable power placed in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you're a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, say, Thank you for the power that is in me. Jesus is so turning the tables in this in this scripture. He is so turning the tables on your thought life, on my thought life. You know, it's as though we're always in situations, we're always reaching outside of ourselves. And we're saying, I'm right here. Jesus is right here. Now come, Jesus. Come, Jesus. Can you do this for me? And that's not the reality. That is so not the reality. This is, I am here. Jesus indwells me. I have the power because Jesus came to give me the glory that, the, that God his Father had given him. It's all one. Emma, come here. So see, this is Jesus right here. I mean, this is me right here. And this is not Jesus over here. This is like, we're all one. You can't tell us apart. It's like he's right there, like this, all the time. Sorry, I hope I didn't embarrass you. <laughs> There's an indwelling There's an indwelling. Jesus is pointing out here the gift that he has given us by his grace toward us, for us.
So the man is saying, hey, Jesus, if you can do something, if you, if you make it possible, if you have pity on me, and Jesus turns the table and he's saying, what do you mean if I can do anything? It's according to what you believe about me and the power that you have received by being a believer in Jesus Christ. So it's all about what we're going to do. It's all about what we're going to believe. So I want to go through these words. Can. Dyname. Strong's Concordance. Dyname. Now remember, when we went through Malthus, the very same word for power, for, I mean for can, the very same word for can was used for the man and for Jesus. The very same word. Later in that same scripture, the word possible was the power of God. So we know, you see what I'm saying? It was the same word. That word means to be able, intrinsically, and absolutely. That's what that word means. To be able, intrinsically, and absolutely. This means inherently, it is an inherent part of your nature when you're a born-again believer. Your nature, your very nature. The word he uses to refer to the father refers to that father's ability. It is, another definition of that word, intrinsically means an essential or natural way. Essential or natural. That means it is your natural way, your natural ability, the very power of God when you're a born-again believer. Can we really just stop and think about that? It's your new nature. It's who you are. Wow. It means to be of power, mighty. So he's saying, if you can, it means you are of power. You are mighty. This is intrinsically and absolutely who you are and what has been done for you. The word possible from Strong's Concordance, dynatos, dunatos. Okay, this is where the Lord really told me to start. It's where it all started. That word possible means strong, mighty, powerful, to be of power. Can you imagine if that had been translated that way? Instead of just the word possible, well, all things are possible. 
No, it's all things are of power. All things are of power. All things will be powerful and mighty. It's what is made possible by the power exerted by the subject. The subject here was the Father. He's saying all things are possible to him who believes. That's in, in, the, in the Strong's definition. What is made possible by the power exerted by the subject? What are we going to do with the power that has been given us? What are we going to do with the power that's been given us? Preeminent ability of power in something. Preeminent. Before all, above all. Preeminent. There's Greek says absolutely. Absolute. The word believe. Strong's Greek concordance again, it's pistuo. It means to believe, but the one that I really liked, there were a lot of definitions, but the one I really liked was to entrust. To entrust. That's so reassuring, it's so calming. To entrust. Can you entrust yourself into the hand of your Father, God. Will you do that? Will you entrust by faith, by believing? That's what that word means, to entrust yourself to God. Into his love for you, into his compassion for you, into his mercy for you, into his forgiveness into his victory, into his salvation, into his wisdom, into his understanding, into his hope. Will you entrust yourself into his hand? Into what he has already accomplished on your behalf, for you. He's for you, never against you. Will you entrust yourself into understanding what he has accomplished for you, into believing that the hand of God? Keeps you. Wins victory for you. Overcomes the world. Jesus is saying, basically, what I have already done, command it. Command it. Stand in it. Stand. When you've done all else, stand. But we have to have right believing first. We have to have right believing. We have to dig into the meat of what the scriptures really mean. 
Is this adding revelation to that scripture for you? To trust in. There's Greek lexicon. Absolutely to trust in Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or doing something. So we would consider that Jesus has already obtained it. He has already done it. He has already accomplished it. So I want to look at that. Grace for those who believe. Some of them say for those who have faith. What are we believing in? What are we believing in? You see, this is not, we're not believing Oh, I just pray that this comes across. We are not believing in an external package. We are not believing in the mailman to come through our door with a package that says healing, (coughs) deliverance, provision, financial aid, and we're going to go like pick up that package somewhere out there and come home and open it up. And then we've received it. No. It's an indwelling gift that has already been given us by the grace of God. I don't have to go over there and get something. We think of so many things as being something I have to go get, something I have to obtain. You've already been gifted. You've already received. So what are we believing in? I really believe, because the Lord wouldn't have led me to these scriptures if this isn't the point that he was trying to get across to us. So I really believe the critical thought here, the critical thought is that we must believe that we are, already are, as believers in Christ, already are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's where we have to start. We need that in our spirit, to believe Mark 9.23. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Your sin does not remove the righteousness of Christ. Your good works are not going to gain you the righteousness of Christ, of God in Christ. Your righteousness is something that you, with which you were gifted when you believed that Jesus was your, is your Lord and Savior. <clears throat> this must be our foundation for every blessing of God. If we get this in our spirits, that's a bold statement that just flew out of my mouth. Isn't that the truth, though? This must be the foundation 
that we know this, and that the blessings of God are open to us, not something we're trying to get. They've been poured out when he poured out his blood. Scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That is who we are. That is our character. (coughs) That is not something we are trying to accomplish. This is a great deliverance. This is a great substitution. This is a great victory. That very victory given to us overcomes our worldly condition when we believe that his righteousness is in us. Romans 3.12. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Not to all who are acting right. It's to those that believe. It's how we believe, saints. Like I said before, our sin does not remove our righteousness. Our good acts do not gain us righteousness. This is all about how we believe. And are we going to receive what grace has gifted us to receive? It's how we believe. It's in whom we believe. It's in whom we believe. In whom you believe will determine what you receive. Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised, that's God, who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Do you believe that the very spirit of God lives in you? Do we believe that the very Spirit of God and all that it is, all the power, all the victory, all the strength, all the peace, all the hope, all the healing, all the provision, lives in us? The very power of God the very ability of God 
living in you. It's who you are because of Jesus. What did he do? He commanded. He ordered. He took the power and the authority and applied it. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, more than all we ask or imagine. I want everyone in this room to stop. Now think, what are you asking and imagining? What are you asking God for? What are you imagining about the fullness of Christ in your life? What are you imagining that that will bring into your life? What are you believing for? What is your hope? I I really want you to stop. When you've got it settled, doesn't have, you know, whatever you're getting settled in your spirit at this point in time, when you're done, I want you to raise your hand. And I'm not moving on until everyone in this room has raised their hand. When you get into your spirit what you're believing for, a few more. I'm going to wait. God is very patient. Get in your spirit what you're believing for. I know who hasn't raised their hand, so everyone else can put their hands down. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more everything that you just thought about, everything that just came in your spirit, immeasurably more than that, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in us. 
there's power in me. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. I would say yes, to him be the glory. How can we not give glory to a God like that? Who has placed this treasure in your earthen vessel. Philippians 4.19 My God will supply all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. And then John 17.22 says, Father, I have given them the glory that you've given me. Put those two scriptures together. Oh, of the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Deposited where? Everybody say, in me. In me. Matthew 6, 33. This is what we are believing. Seek first the kingdom. This is Rotherham. And its righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. That's why we believe and know that we are, that's what happens when we believe and know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, through Christ. An indwelling righteousness that can never be stolen away. I love this translation. I really want you to think about this translation. The 1599 Geneva Bible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, that's why we have to seek it. We have to know. We have to know that we are inherently the righteousness of God in Christ. Because when we know that, look what happens. And all these things shall be ministered unto you ministered unto you. I love that translation, that word. They've already, because of what Jesus did, they've been ministered unto you. When we, as believers, understand, let it sink into our spirits, get revelation knowledge, of our righteousness in Christ, we receive, we know, we can experience the indwelling powers of Christ that causes, that causes every inheritance, every 
inheritance of Christ to indwell us. You see that? You understand that? Do we get it? Do we get it? Saints, this is a really powerful reality. This is a very, very powerful reality. Two key words, powerful. Next key word, real. It's real. It's reality. In our lives here today, now, reality. Go get the mobile. (laughs) And get the power on. Okay. And you're not going to believe this. That's what I believe the message was for today. And then I was like asking the Lord, well, what about offering? Lord, I need to have a message for offering, for tithe. Those are two different things, you know. Tithe is your tenth of your income. Offering is above and beyond your tithe. Don't ever give an offering to, some, to something when you haven't given your tithe first. 